what is in a name. That's a line from Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Indeed, what is in a name. Hi, dear. This is Anne Ajadiwi, dear. And Walk With Me series is what we're dealing with. And this season, we're looking at the identity question. We are answering the identity questions. Wait a minute. Have you yet subscribed to this channel? If you have not, please now subscribe so that we can all of us explore life together through the eyes of the Bible. I can't do it alone. That's why I need you. Please subscribe. Hit the notification button so that anytime we drop something new, you'll be the first to know. And don't just know by yourself. Invite someone else. That being said, today, we're going to answer some more questions. We started to answer the identity question the last episode. We will continue some more. And today we're answering the question, what's in a name? Why are names that important? Why can't we just call ourselves anything? And to answer that question, there are many ways to look at it. But to answer, let us just begin where it all began, the Bible. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verses 8 to 18 to 20, it says, The Lord God said, It is not good that man be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God formed out of the ground of all the wild animals and the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. Get that? Naming started in the beginning. So names are important. Genesis seventeen nineteen said, The man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. That was talking about someone who was walking around life with a certain name. And at some point in his life, his name had to change. The man was Jacob. He became Israel. When as long as he was Jacob, his life went in a particular direction, which we will talk about as we go along this series. Jeremiah Chapter 1, verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. What is in the name is a question we're trying to answer. Matthew one twenty one tells us, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because you are to give him a name because he will save his people from their sins that was matthew 121 isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 talking about the same scenario the bible says therefore the lord himself will give you a sign the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him emmanuel god with us Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Luke chapter 1 verse 31. God was talking. The angel was actually talking to Mary. He said you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. Luke 160. There was a naming ceremony going on and the people were about to give a child 
a name that was not approved of God. Hear what his mother said in Luke one sixty. She said, No, his name is to be called John. What is in the name is the question we're trying to answer. What we find is that names have prophetic meanings to them. And in biblical times, parents call the children the names they want them to bear through life. In other words, it determined their destiny, it colored their future, it defined their boundaries and all of that. For instance, if they called you by the name of God, what would you have to do with the foreign gods of the land? So, Names are very important. Names are given for a variety of reasons. And today's what we give names for different reasons, maybe different from the Bible. Maybe you went to a, an exotic spot, you liked what you saw, and you decided that you are going to name your child that by that name. So people call their, their children, say names like places they've been, like Paris, like Kenya, like China, like whatever they call the names, or like stone, like whites, anything that reminded them of something. But in this podcast, we're going to be looking at it from the eyes of the Bible. We will see why the Bible lends so much credence to the names that people were given. Very simple, like I said just in a while, just a while ago, that names colored the future. Names determine. Name is the your name is your identity. Our names reflect our individuality. It is the the thing that calls our attention. In a crowd, for instance, if you are in a crowd, you will not answer to any sound, but when you hear the sound of your name, you will definitely turn. Our names have something to do with our future. That is why we must be careful what we call our children, what we call our businesses, what we call ourselves, how we refer to ourselves. For instance, Jacob, as, as was told us in the Bible, as long as he bore the name Jacob, he kept supplanting, he kept struggling, he kept hustling, he kept trying to do things in his own strength. He was exerting a lot of strength, offending people in the process. But as soon as he encountered God and his name was changed to Israel, he assumed his destiny. He assumed purpose. His life took on a new meaning. And People can now refer to him. He became a patriarch. Can you believe that? A supplanter becoming a patriarch. How? How does that work? But it did happen in the Bible, in the case of Jacob. And in the case of Peter, when Jesus met Peter, he was just a reed. He was Simon, unstable. He couldn't face a little child. One minute Simon was hot, the next minute he was cold. But as soon as he changed, his name changed to Peter the Rock, he was solid. He could now face the council elders. He could face the laws of the land. He could challenge them. What is in a name? 
What is in the name? The name you carry is what we f- is our first introduction to you. We don't know your character, but we know your name. Your name says a lot about who you are. It tells us about your personality. It tells us about your individuality. What is in the name? I tell you, a lot is in the name. Destiny is in the name. Your future is in your name. Purpose is in your name. The Bible talks about the name of Jesus. He says the name of Jesus because he has the name. He becomes his Lord, his Savior, he's a strong tower, he's our refuge, he's our shepherd, he's our friend. A name. What is in a name? There is a lot in a name. There is a lot in a name. Your name is the greatest connection you have to your identity. I don't know you. But you, I know your name and your name is the gateway to your person. So your name has to be the nice key, a key that opens you up to the rest of the world. What is in a name? You might ask. A name is not just what we call ourselves. It's the destiny we bear. It's the announcement we make to our world. Is what we want the world to know about us. It is how. We get our being. It at least it should tell us who you are. That's why it is offensive when you refer to people as, hey, that woman, hey, how are you? You call them by name. That tells them that they are important to you. So, for instance, if I met you and you you were talking around me. You did not mention my name. The truth is I will not answer you because I have an identity and I just told you my name. I expect you to remember my name just as I will not forget your name. And please do not attempt to give me a nickname that I do not approve of. Call me by my name. And I tell you why this is so important to me. When I was um, younger, I'm a middle child, the third of six children, actually. When I was younger, I was either somebody's sister, somebody's child, somebody's something, something. I was never really called by my name. So I remember one particular occasion where it really riled me up the wrong way. I had gone to church with my uncle and church then was um, up the hill and there were a lot of a flight of stairs you had to go up before you entered the church so as you were going up people were coming down and stuff like that so it's customary that you will stop to greet people along the way so my uncle stopped and you know exchanging pleasantries and all of that and he said oh he was excited about it in fairness to him he said come and meet my niece this is person this so 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 and so sister Lizzie's sister and all of that and uh, the one that is i was like excuse you all this long story why didn't you just say this is Anne? why don't you just say this is Anne? i was young but it offended me and it continues to offend me today when people refuse to call by my name i mean my name is pretty simple to remember it's just Anne. In any language, you can call and I remember once still, I was working as a young intern and there was one man in the office that insisted on calling me aunt. 
I was like, how is this so difficult to call Anne? There's no T behind the A-N-N-E. My name is Anne. He kept saying Anne and all of that. And in my mind, it meant he saw me as an aunt. He saw me as a small girl and he needed me to remember that. And for that reason, that man could not be my friend because he was refusing to take me on as a person. And I wanted to be seen as one. What is in a name? I tell you, there's a whole lot in a name. That is why you have to attend to the name that you give to people, to children, to businesses, to um, projects that you are handling. For instance, you can't just call somebody like in the local parlance, I am Nigerian and I come from the southern Nigerian. I grew up in the west, so I speak um, the Yoruba language as well as my own native language, which is uh, uh, Igbo Kwale kind of language. So some people's names are Shongo something, Shongo Tedo, Shongo Wanwa, or Shungba Yi, Eshubi Yi, things like that. What it means is that that God brought this about, that God owns this one and all of that. And you will find, and this is no exaggeration, I find that everybody whose name is Shongo something has a problem with temper, has an anger issue and stuff like that. How go, How can anybody go through life saying the devil has this one? Or the devil birthed this one? What you are saying is that you belonged to the devil. So the devil has room to do whatever he wants to do with you. I find this to be true because I I did de delve into the world of deliverance for some bit of my Christian life. I still do it actually because every day you interface with devils and you have to discern them. You have to cast them out. You have to make sure that you and the devil are not in the same space. But how can you make sure that is when you already, when people carry the identity they bear goes through life saying this is their name, a shubiyi. So when you say somebody is a shubiyi, how do you expect the devil to leave the person alone? So you find that in the place of deliverance, when you are delivering such people, they manifest a lot. And hey, my my thing is that look if this name is not bringing you any good how about you just discard it and take on a new name people's names were changed in the bible so you can also change your name it's actually a simple process is notifying the law and hey making sure that there's a law backing all your change don't go through life with the wrong name there is a precedence in the bible there is a man in the bible the bible says jabez was born in sorrow, he he was named Jabez because his mother had a lot of trouble having him. So I don't know what the kind of trouble was, but because I'm a woman, I would imagine that the trouble was that he she had a very difficult pregnancy. And I can understand that because all my pregnancies were difficult. They were very difficult. There was actually one of those, preg actually two of those pregnancies that I really wanted to die. People were dreaming that I died. And honestly, at, as, as far as I was concerned death was better than life at that time there was one of them that as they were wheeling me to the theater the nurses were saying 
Obrin Maku, Obrin Maku, meant that this woman would die or this woman would die. And I kept saying, I'm not cursed. It is a curse to die a childbirth. I refuse to die and all of that. So I get it when someone will say because they had a very difficult pregnancy, they were going to name their child by child of sorrow. Or, you know, all those ones that say, um, meaning that another one will not happen any time. Every time I see you, it means that there's a story to your life. Who wants to go through life with all that kind of baggage? How do you load your child that is just starting their life with that kind of baggage? It's not fair. Let them go through life with the identity that they come with God. And how do I know that they come with an identity from God? Because God himself said to people before the children were born, he told Zachariah the name of his child before the child was even conceived. He told Mary the name of her child before the child was even conceived. He told Isaiah the name to call his son before the child was conceived. So God has a mind concerning what your name, what the name of the child should bear. It is a very simple thing. Go to God. Ask God. What is the name of this child and what about these children? Rebecca went to God. She was having a lot of trouble with the pregnancy also. And she go, went to God. She, she goes, look, God, what's going on inside my stomach? And God told her, you are carrying two nations. And God told her she had information. You should have information as a parent, as an overseer, as a guardian, as um whatever your position is that oversees other people's lives and um, destinies. Don't just give them any name. I don't give them any name because from the whim of the moment, don't do that. Don't give them from a place of drunkenness because you have a, people bear names that, you know, um, I was anchoring a radio show and I was, you know, sampling these things out. And I, I asked a question, what was the most ridiculous name that you have ever heard? You know, <laughs> uh, there were all kinds of names. There were all kinds of names. Name like powder. Name like nganasi, meaning glass. Name like sutade, means Saturday. Come on now. Of all the beautiful names in the world, that is what you saw to call a human being. Do you have do you not have any regard for that child knowing that every child is a nation every child is a destiny that is going somewhere to happen don't give that child the wrong label don't name them what god has not named them because let us return to jabez god said the bible tells us that jabez was more honorable than his brethren come on God's counsel concerning him is that this guy is a honorable guy, actually. We find also, as documented in the Bible, that Jabez had cities named after him. How can you call someone who is that prosperous, someone who is that notable? How can you make him go through life bearing the child of sorrow? There came a time where Jabez decided that, look, I cannot go on this one. I dare say maybe Jabez, before he got um, he got God to accent to his desire, maybe, yes, he did get things done, but he got them done by hustling, by stressing, by, 
you know, share greet and all of that. And I can say that because a part of my life was like that. It felt like I was pushing a truck. I did get movement, but it was with a lot of effort. It was with a lot of muscle. So when I stumbled on the Jabez story and Jabez going to God, he went, oh, that sound, that sound, oh, that means many things. You know, there is a sound that can come out from your mouth. It will say it all. Oh, said, look, God, I cannot have this. The Bible says, Jabez said, oh, that you will bless me indeed. What does that tell us? It means that the name carries a blessing. The name you give your child carries a blessing or a curse. So don't call your child by just any name. Don't call that child stone. Don't call that child um, teeth. Don't call that child mirror. Don't call that child comb. Don't call that child. Call children by name that will speak life over them, speak a blessing over them. The blessing means that Make sure that the names you give them would ensure that they are favored. It will ensure that they are happy. It would ensure that they are peaceful. It would ensure that they are fortunate. It would ensure that men love them. Men are not repelled. I don't want to deal with a Mr. Ishugbayi, for instance. I don't want an Ishugbayi or Baal brought about this thing in my camp. I don't want to put them in my project because I do not want to be fighting unnecessary battles. And... It may not be your fault. It may just be that that was what your parents thought to call you. What we find with Jabez is that, yes, his mother called him child of sorrow. So they didn't tell us about his father. So let's assume that his mother was a single parent or his father was non-existent. Or maybe she was an away child. However you call it, his upbringing was laden with child of sorrow. And when he came to himself, he went to God and says, no, God, I want a change of name. And the Bible tells us that he got it. And so can you get a change of name. If you don't like your name, if your name does not speak to your tomorrow, then change it. You have a right to change it. You can bear anything you want to bear. It's just a few signing signatures that is needed. And what is that compared to your destiny? That is why you must. It is a matter of must. Take it as matter of life and death to make sure that your name bears God. I remember um, one of my children, uh, the name that we call him is um, didn't quite have, even though he spoke God's counsel concerning him, but he didn't have God in it. So um, a mentor of mine said, why would you do that? Call this child by the name of God so that wherever they went, they will be bearing that name. That means that it is a prophecy. So every time they call, let's say your name is Emmanuel. Every time somebody calls you, they say, God with us. If they call you in the covens of witches, Emmanuel, God with us would answer. God with us will answer. So you're not going to be showing up there alone. You're going to be showing up there with God. Or if they call you, say, Toluwani me or Toluwani Joshua, um, um, David, whatever name that you are called, know this, know this, that the prophecy that went before you 
will speak for you. We will continue this series in another episode because I know that there is a lot to unpack in this identity question. I have a lot of stories to tell you. I hope you will come hang out with me again, even as we unpack this thing, answering the identity question. Today's edition has been, what is in a name? And we did try to say that there is a lot in the name. There is prophecy in the name. There's tomorrow in your name. There is destiny in your name. There is pedigree in your name. And because of names, people have refused to marry other people because of the names that they bear. So be careful now. What names do you give your children? I want to end this with saying that have you gotten any of the books written by Anna Jadi yet? See, eh, all those books, they were written from encounters with God. I know that they were inspired because some of those books was never have been written because there's no way I would have wanted to share those the things that I shared if I was not being prompted by God. So, and they, are, they, they changed my life. And if they changed my life, I dare say they will change your life. So, Please, 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 all those books that are available on Amazon.com. There is Walk With Me in the Footsteps of Jesus. It just tells you how to work this journey of faith. There's strength for the journey. Admit that in working the journey of faith cannot is not always easy. So you need strength and you need to know that you are not alone. There is You Will Marry Well. That is my peace on marriage. And what brought that about was the fact that the church... We address the ideals. We don't address when things fall apart. We don't address when things don't quite fall in line and things like that. Yet, those are people's life histories. I walked through some of those myself, so I know how it feels. I know how church makes you feel like because you are single, as if you, you have a disease, or because you are divorced, as if you have a disease, or if you are a priest and you are having trouble at home, it meant that you could no longer minister. All of the things that God, all of the burdens that God did not lay on us. That is the reason the book, You Will Marry Well, was written. And I did write Navigating the Night Seasons because I had some night seasons in my life. Still, I mean, I walked through some night seasons in my life. That's a better way to put it. And I did document some of those things, you know, of course, tell some of my stories and some of the stories that I got to find out along my journey in life. There's heart matters, life matters. It was a study of Proverbs and God's lady in waiting. Oh, I looked at the subject of favor. You know, every time they say, God favor you and all of that. So, I mean... It actually came during the lockdown that God's lady in waiting, the story of Esther, what we call favor, what we call favor. We broke it down in that book, what we call favor. And there is prayer works. You know, every time I write a new book, I feel like, oh, this is my best book yet and all of that. Prayer works. I love to pray. And I can tell you one thing. Prayer works. I love to know. I love power. I am very interested in power with God. So I documented all my experiences. Of course, they are by no means exhaustive, but I did document them. And um, yes, I did write one this year, this walking the way of the cross. 
lessons in the school of power, the Easter story. It was just studying the stories around Easter, the stories around the life, death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. It shows you know, I found a lot of things. I love to study the Bible. I love to find out what God has to say about many things. And that was discovered. Or we try to unpack that in the book, Walking the Way of the Cross. So any of them will do you good. Please, please, please. The e-version, the paperback, the hard copy, Please avail yourself of each of them and do me a favor. Please leave a review on Amazon so we can keep this work rolling, so we can keep the gospel rolling. So this voice, I mean, you can't, nothing can silence this voice because this voice is sent by God. But then really, we also, we need God and we need man. I need you. I, I, I would admit that. I need you. So that being said, I need you to know something. Today we dealt with what is in the name, just in case your name does not quite fit where you are going. I give you permission and I believe God gives you permission to change it. Until I come your way again, this is Anne Ajadi with you and, and we, this is the Walk With Me series, the Answering the Identity Question Part 2. I love you, my dear friend, and I know that you know that God loves you even more. You matter in the matter. God bless you. See you very soon.